Hey guys, welcome to Speaking Boldly. My name is Ashley Underwood. I am your host, and this is episode one, where we're going to talk about 1 Corinthians 13, verses 1 through 3. This is the first episode for our Bible study on 1 Corinthians, and I'm going to start by reading the verses. So 1 Corinthians 1 through 3... 13, uh, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3. Ah, got there. Okay. Uh, just so you guys know, I am reading from the ESV translation. Verses 1 through 3 say, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. These first three verses are a motivation check for us. The first three things Paul lists off here are all good things. Spiritual gifts of tongue is good. The gift of prophecy is good. Having faith is good. Even sacrifice is good when we are picking up our cross and denying ourselves. That is good. However, why are we doing these things? Paul repeatedly says that while these things are good, they're useless without love. Like the child that asks why after every single sentence, we need to ask ourselves, why are we doing what we do? Why do I pray in tongues if that's your gift? Are you doing it so people know that you can do it? So are you only doing it when you are in large groups of people and praying in tongues to prove you can do it? Or are you actively praying in the spirit because you love that connection because you are closer with God and that is a gift that God has given you to bring you closer to him? We cannot do anything for show because then the act is meaningless. If our acts are going to bring attention to ourselves, it's also meaningless. We are not here to rise ourselves up. We are here to rise God up. Our works are for God's glory. Our gifts are for God's glory. Can you imagine being able to move a mountain because your faith was that strong? I've yet to ever see this happen in my life nor hear about it, but I can imagine the type of faith you would have to have. I think it gave me kind of like um, Elijah when he called the fire down to prove that Baal was a false god. That's strong faith. And it sounds like a really cool ability, almost like a superpower to move mountains, to remove one, to just take, wipe one away. However, what would moving the mountain or even removing it do? Do you know where you want to put it? What happens to the spot where the mountain used to be? What happens to the people who lived around the mountain and needed the shade the mountain provided? What about the new location? Is it a good location? Did you crush someone in the moving? Did you obstruct someone's forest views with a mountain view next to their window? Why did you even move the mountain in the first place? Love calls us to check our motives and it causes us to think about the things around us and the people around us instead of just ourselves. If I were to sell all my stuff and live in a camper in order to travel the world and to preach the gospel, that would be a good thing. If that was calling me to do, if that's what God was calling me to do. So if I immediately take pictures of it and, and brag about, oh my gosh, I sold all my stuff and now I'm going to be living in this camper and it's only like 37 square feet. Oh my gosh, look at me because I'm going to travel the world and I'm going to preach the word. Am I looking for van man's validation or am I looking for God's? If I posted on social media just so everybody knew what good I was doing, was my heart in the right place? Now, I'm not saying posting on social media is bad. Sharing your life is not bad. It's about the motives behind it. If I was posting it on social media to be like, okay, guys, here's this next journey we're doing. 
and here let's here's we're headed off now that's just saying hey i'm doing it this is where i'm going this is where god's calling me but if i what's being called now humble brag about why i did it and how small i'm going to be living and the sacrifices i made where's my motivation like what where where's my heart coming from Am I following God or am I still waiting for man to say, yeah, you're doing the right thing? It's just a motivation check, friends. These first three verses, I'm calling them a motivation check. It can also be called a heart check. This is where we determine whether or not we're doing the things for the right reason. Paul talks about things that are that were applicable to the church in Corinth. In fact, I've actually read that Corinthians were full of spiritual gifts, particularly speaking in tongues, which might be why Paul singled that one out. But just because he singles out a few of the particular gifts in these verses doesn't mean that it's not applicable to things that were not mentioned, like disagreements. Not everybody's going to agree with you. When that happens, it's called a disagreement. Like, I'm aware that this is a very basic definition, and you probably are rolling your eyes right now wondering, why do I need to explain that to you? But just go scroll down social media for half a second, and you'll figure out why. (laughs) Now, when someone disagrees with you, the world does not explode. It also does not end. The world will keep spinning, I promise. People are allowed to disagree on things, which I feel is like something that the world in 2020 has forgotten. We do not all need to agree on everything. In fact, we won't. We have all led different lives that have given us different and unique perspectives, and those perspectives will play a part in the opinions we form when we hear new information. The problem we have today is opinions are being treated as facts, and when when someone pokes a hole in opinion, the disagreement becomes a problem instead of a conversation. And that's where our motives come into play. As a former need-to-be-writer, is what I call myself, writer, I always needed to be right. I've grown from that need, and I'm constantly checking my motives. Ever since I can remember, I've been an arguer. I would Google and research and memorize everything I could in order to make my case known and make you agree with me. The words, you are right, were my favorite words in the English language. I never responded to disagreements in love. I always responded with my desire to be right. I responded with the desire to convert your opinion to my factual opinion because my opinion was based on facts. And your opinion also could have been based on facts, but my facts were better. And I responded with anger and control of someone who needed validation for why I thought the way I did. Those arguments and conversations were always heated. And even when I heard those words I longed for, it wasn't enough. I'd be on to the next person, the next conversation, the next situation, waiting for the same validation. Now when I talk to someone and state my opinion, I leave a door open for someone to point out something I missed. I leave room for another opinion. My best friend and I, we have disagreements all the time. And I reconsider things and she reconsiders things. However, if she ever came at me yelling in anger, yelling at me and in anger, sorry, I would have immediately gotten defensive because that's like an instant human reaction. Someone comes yelling at you. You're like, whoa, guard up. And I would have argued back until I was blue in the face. However, when we talk in conversation because we mutually respect each other and we mutually love each other and we mutually love our friendship and we are respectful of our friendship, there's room for the conversation in our disagreements and there's been times where we've had conversations and we've disagreed and we've walked away still disagreeing and we're just kind of like we'll just have to see differently on this and that's okay and sometimes there's been times where like i'm like okay i just i'm not seeing things the way you are right now and i just i can't agree with that 
And then I've walked away and days later I have processed it and I've thought about it and I've considered more of what she said and I've gone back. I'm like, actually, no, you did. You had a point and I think I'm more along on your side now. But that's what happens when we process things and we talk and we allow love into the conversation. <laughs> Agape love is what Paul is referring to in these verses. And perhaps you know that the Greeks had a few separate words for love, each meaning a different type of love. There was friend love, family love, romantic love, and then agape love, which was unconditional. The love that God has for us. The love that we need to have for each other. It is so easy in today's society and culture to say, you hurt me and you no longer can be in my life and I will not forgive you and I do not love you. In fact, society tells you to do that. Society tells you to cut off your own family. But that's not what God tells us to do. God, who loves us unconditionally, wants us to love others the same way. He wants us to love each other in a way that offers forgiveness. He wants us to love others in a way that grows our hearts. He wants us to love in a way that there's no bitterness and while I'm not saying boundaries cannot be a thing, there are some people you will have to set healthy boundaries with, but you still love them. And so these first three verses are our motivation check. They are exactly what we need to be considering for why we do things. I'm not doing these Bible studies because I want to have... People go, oh, yeah, that Ashley Underwood, she has a superb podcast. Woohoo, go her. I want to share what I'm learning as I read my Bible. That's why I started this podcast. I started this podcast because I believe Bible studies are important. And I felt like God was putting it on my heart to start it. So all the glory in this goes to him. So as I do this podcast, as I get ready to write my notes, as I get ready to record... I still have to check my heart and make sure that I'm still doing this for God and not because I want other people to be like, oh yeah, Ashley, you're so awesome. You're doing a podcast. That's the important thing, though. Why? Why? Because as Paul says in verse one, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clinging symbol. The Ashley who always needed to be right and argued over everything and thought her facts were better than everybody else's facts was a noisy gong. She was a very loud, noisy gong. And I don't, I don't want to be her anymore. I haven't wanted to be here for years. I haven't been her for years, praise the Lord. Now when I speak, I speak in love because I want to make sure that my words are a truthful but also loving because when we're not loving we're not going to get heard because people are only going to remember the way you made them feel so if they're going to remember the way they felt around you make sure they feel love and that's all the notes I have for you guys on 1 Corinthians verses 1 through 3. So I hope you enjoyed this short little podcast. Uh, don't forget you can get the workbook um, if you are listening to this on Friday, July 3rd. You can get the workbook for free through midnight tonight, Pacific Standard Time. Um, after that, it will go to $5, which you can buy in my shop. Um, 
If you follow me on Instagram, you can click the link in my bio and hit the workbook link and go enter your email address to get the workbook there. Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, you can find me at, at AshleyOutloud underscore if you're interested in that free workbook. All right, guys, until next time. <laughs>